In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we journey through life, we quickly learn that none of us avoids a crisis. All of us have trouble in the course of our lives. Once in a while, you'll come across someone who seems to have it all together. They seem to be on top of the world. But what this shows is that we truly do not know this person well. For example, if you take a person who is successful in business, they make a lot of money, they're well-dressed, and they have a warm smile and a confident voice. But if you look beyond that, you will find out a lot more. As you get to know this person, there will be some sort of crisis or trouble in their past or in their present. Perhaps an early business failure, a broken marriage, or a terminally ill child. Perhaps they feel overwhelmed by the cutthroat competition in their line of work, or they're desperately bored with both work and home. Appearances can be deceiving. Even the successful, the self-assured, the attractive have their burden to bear. None of us avoids crisis. All of us have trouble in the course of our lives. Because this is so, the great difference does not lie between those free from trouble and the rest of us. The great difference appears between those who are defeated by their problems and those people who find their problems something that makes them stronger and also more reliant on God. Today's gospel is the other Annunciation story, not the one about Gabriel appearing to Mary with a message, but the Annunciation to Joseph. Joseph is a young man who just wants to marry his fiancée, settle down, make an honest living as a carpenter, and raise a family. Then it happens. Joseph finds out that Mary is pregnant, and he knows that he is not the father. He feels betrayed and rejected. The engagement must come to an end, and with it the hope this couple had for a happy life together. Joseph displays a strong moral character when he decides to end the engagement quietly, rather than subject Mary to public disgrace. This will spare them and their families a great deal of grief. But still, Joseph must have been heartsick. Nothing is to come of this union between Mary and Joseph. Nothing at all. He has no, he has no future with her, and she has no future either. Joseph likely was, must have laid awake at night pondering this drama that has overtaken him. And then finally, he falls asleep. But his sleep is not peaceful. He is disturbed by a dream. And in this dream, a heavenly figure appears to him, the angel of the Lord. 
The angel calls to him by name and reminds him that one of his ancestors was King David, the greatest king of Israel. Then the angel tells Joseph not to be afraid, but to keep the engagement, to marry in spite of everything. For the child Mary carries inside her has no human father, but is from the Holy Spirit. The baby will be a boy, and Jesus will be his name. That name means Savior. It will be the right name for this child, for he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph wakes up, his mind is strangely tranquil because of this dream. He does what the angel tells him to do. He marries his fiancée, the baby is born, and he is named Jesus. People assume that Joseph is the father, but Joseph and Mary know otherwise. Joseph faced a terrible crisis, and what happened? He was not crushed by what occurred to him. Instead, he received a message from God that changed everything. But that divine message would have been useless to him except for one thing. Joseph was willing to hear it and act upon it. Indeed, this dream that Joseph has is only the first in a series of his dreams. Each of them is meant to move him in the right direction, to keep his family out of harm's way. Joseph is willing to hear the message and act on it. As we saw in this first dream, it is the one where he is directed to marry his fiancée and to name the child Jesus. In the next dream, the angel, the Lord's angel, tells Joseph to take his family to Egypt, for Herod is set on killing the child. Once Herod is dead, Joseph dreams again and is told to bring his family back to Israel. Yet another dream warns him not to settle in Judea, where the ruler is Herod's son, but to go instead to Nazareth in Galilee. In every instance, Joseph hears the message and acts upon it. So Joseph faces one crisis after another, but he hears the message from God intended for him and takes the necessary actions. But what makes him so receptive? Consider how he is described in today's gospel. The word applied to him is righteous. Joseph is a righteous man. He is obedient to God as he knows God personally. God is not a stranger to Joseph. So when a crisis comes and God sends him a message, Joseph hears the message and does what must be done. Joseph is a man of faith before the crisis occurs, so that when the crisis comes, he is able to act in faith to do the right thing. Here's an important reason for the life of prayer, an important reason for the regular practice of prayer in our daily lives. If we are in relationship with God through a life of prayer, we, are, we value God's company on ordinary days. Then when the day of crisis arrives, 
and our world comes apart at the seams, we can recognize God's voice speaking to us at the heart of the crisis. We can respond in faith by doing what God would have us do, by living as God would have us live. Over the years, a number of people have come to me and they've been puzzled by this, by this situation because they say to themselves, they've been through all sorts of crises in their, in their life and they've always turned to God. But they ponder about those people who do not have a relationship with God. And they wonder how can these people survive these crises in their life without the hand of God. And this is, this is something that people must come to realize is that they need to have God in their life. They need to have that relationship when, when times are rough as well as when times are going well. When you think about it, Joseph is a, is a wonderful example for all of us of what it means to follow God. For Joseph, it was, it was through the Jewish law and a remarkable series of dreams that he encountered the message of God. God spoke to him through the dreams and through the law. For us, it may happen through scripture or through liturgical worship it may happen through our personal devotions or when we're out in nature and we're observing the beauty of nature or when we're serving others. But in any case, God is out there and he's, he's here to serve and to be part of our lives. He loves us dearly as his children. And this is why he sent his son into the world so that we could have life through him. It is vital that we persist in our prayers. It is vital also that we, that we continue to have faith that God is by our side, especially during those difficult times in life. As I said before, times of crisis are sure to come in everyone's life. Where we have a choice is in how we respond. Will the noise of our fears drown out everything else? Or will we hear God's voice speaking to us in the heart of crisis? These are the questions that we must answer for ourselves. But I guarantee you, when you hear God's voice and you respond, he will lead you where you need to go in life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.